Johnson Jr., his second pick six in as many weeks. Ball by the Sargo defense. They'll show only three across the front here. Then they bring pressure. Will Breland's in the backfield, and he's on Crocker. Fumble is loose. It's a scoop, and it's going to be a score. Kelvin Johnson, after the hit from Will Breland, Argos on defense score again. There's Last couple drives for the Bulldogs have ended in turnovers. And touchdowns in some of those cases for the Argos. Oh, and there's another one. Keon Boyson just goes up and gets the football. He's got this a wall on the sideline. It could be another right one. He's, he's going. Crocker's not going to get him blocking the back or wow. no, no flag. And it's another pick six. It is three touchdowns for this Argo defense. Keon Boyson. Moral victory, I guess. <laughs> oh, that one comes loose. Oh, oh coach. Three. Unbelievable. He's going to go score again. He's going to go again. It's Cody Lowe. Cody Lowe takes it to the house. It was a misconnection of some kind, a jump pass. I love that. Oh, coach. <laughs> so the Argos playing on Saturday at home against Winget, and uh, Winget scored first, okay? They got the first touchdown. It was up 7 to nothing, and then we came back and got ours, and uh, then we got a field goal, and then it was all the defense. It was all the defense after that. Crazy. Well, excuse me. We got one more touchdown on offense, but um, we had – Four, count them, four scores on defense and two additional turnovers on top of that. So that's six turnovers, four of which were scores. Unbelievable game, crazy third quarter. Joining us now, we have Brian Henry. He is the UWF Director of Athletic Communications. Brian, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Um, Weird, wild game, I'll take it. It was weird and wild, but it was a win that was weird and wild. <laughs> yes, so, sir. I mean, that's, they don't ask you how. They just ask you if. Uh, no, absolutely agreed. And that, that third quarter where we had 56 seconds of offensive possession and still scored 21 points, that's – I mean, that's got, there have to be records out of this game. There are. I mean, the three pick sixes tied an NCAA record – um, after the second one, oh, I wait, wait, all uh, all NCAA like, including D one. Well, Division two, I, I couldn't didn't have the time to go through all the records on okay. game day, but because uh, there's a lot of them, sure. Um, but then the so after the second one, I went up into the press box and started doing the research, and I was like, well, I got the pick six record here, but there was no record for defensive scores. Uh huh. Um, because then the scoop and score happened. Right. So you got to feel like we got to have set that record. Um, but yeah, it was, and I texted the NCAA rep during the game, and he's like, yeah, unfortunately, our defensive records aren't as robust as we'd like them to be. So uh, you just go with what you have. <laughs> okay. What about the six? What about six turnovers? Is that any kind of a record? I would think that's maybe not, even though the four it, scores is. It's not an NCAA. It's not an NCAA record, but it tied our school record. Okay. Um, so twice the game against Ferris two, uh, three years ago, and then against West Georgia that same year, we both we had six turnovers in both of those games. And I still um, I, I still can't get over that third quarter is just nuts to me. You know, scoring twenty one points and only holding the ball for fifty six seconds, <laughs> which which ended in uh, we gave the ball away, right? So that's you know kind of an odd one, but. It was, it was all turnovers in the third quarter, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was the whole thing. And then also, like, the drive distribution. You know, you would have had two, two possessions in the first quarter and then, like, nine or ten in the second quarter. I mean, it was, it was just a weird, weird game. So we're looking forward to this weekend. Um, we're looking at Ferris State at them. So we got to travel all the way to Michigan for this game and play in what I assume is the cold. Uh, so tell me how this sets up for us. 
Um, yeah, we play at noon Eastern time on Saturday. Uh, the game will be um, televised by ES on ESPN Plus, uh, so a national broadcast, so to speak. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Will will have the the broadcast on WBY, and uh, we'll be rocking and rolling. So, I mean, that's one semifinal. The second semifinal is um, Colorado School of Mines out in Golden, Colorado. will host uh, Shepard, and that's the other semifinal. Did we get mistreated by getting a four seed in the reseeding? A lot of people think so. I mean, I, it's not as transparent of a process as I think some people want it to be. Uh, so people can think we got mistreated, but either way, you got to go out and play the games. And um, it would have been great to have been a two seed and gotten to play another home game because boy, was the weather awesome on Saturday. Right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, and it was a great crowd. We had a sellout crowd. It was standing room only, a little over four thousand. Um, so, I mean, it was a great environment. Um, it would have been great to be able to replicate that again this week, but we'll just take our uh, our road show uh, up to Michigan, and hopefully we can do what we've done nine other times on the road in the NCAA playoffs. I will uh, certainly be looking forward to that. Last thing before we let you go, Brian, is this story with Griff Sarah is pretty amazing that – I mean, the guy's like, you know, he signs up for the, the bone marrow donation registry. They find a match for him out in what, uh, Oregon or Washington. He travels out there to give and comes back and kicks field goals. What? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that the, you, that our athletic department and really our assistant head coach, Steve Sanye, um, who's a cancer survivor himself, he started getting partnered up with the Be The Match program probably about five, six, seven years ago, um, and would just take student-athletes over to the to our campus center on campus and uh, do the cheek swab and just enter people into the registry. And um, so last spring or whatever, Griff got picked uh, over the summer, and he was actually the backup um, donor for this particular patient because um, they backed, the original one backed out, and so they contacted him, and he, uh, he volunteered to do it. Um, so he had to go to... Seattle on on Sunday after the Delta State game, uh, flew up there, and then on Monday went through a four-and-a-half-hour procedure to to take the marrow out of his body and then be able to have it uh, to donate to this patient. And one of the kind of special things about this was, I mean, obviously you do the Be The Match program and you, you do your cheek swab, so you're in the system. Well, former quarterback Mike Beaudry had done the cheek swab when he was here, And then last fall, he's playing professional football up in Saskatchewan or in Edmonton, and he got picked as a as a donor match, and so he also went through it and and donated. So, so it's just kind of a kind of a neat situation. We've had two football student athletes that have both uh, successfully saved somebody's life. Wow, that's fantastic! Pretty wild to think about. And it was was uh, Beaudry was that also bone was Beaudry also bone marrow? It was a, a leukemia person, a patient, yes. Okay. Uh, I think his was like a 55-year-old uh, male. Uh, Griff's was a 29-year-old female. Oh, man, that is, wow. Uh, I mean, wow. it's one of those where you don't, you, don't, you don't always meet the patient. They don't right. usually let you, but 
they uh, they know a little bit about them to kind of know the story and how to connect some dots. And and great credit to the coach for uh, you know making that available to the players. And as you said, you know two Argos players have now saved somebody else's life through this process. That's amazing. Well, we're looking forward to a good game on Saturday against Ferris State. Even though we got to go to Michigan to play it, Brian Henry is UWF director of athletic communications. Brian, as always, thanks for the time and go Argos. Go Argos, Andrew. 